0: Hello, everyone. Uh, today on VH Berries, I get the opportunity to discuss with Maya Young. How are you?
1: I'm great. So I'm here to talk about, like, living in another country and being a teenager and moving away. And I'm very excited.
0: Thank you. So that's what really matters. So started from Chicago. Now you're here.
1: Yes. I moved here two years ago and I moved to Denmark two years ago. Uh, and... It's just been a big change.
0: Maya, when did you put your luggage on the floor of Denmark?
1: (laughs) We uh, moved here at the very end of May. uh, So about uh, almost two years ago now. I got told that I was going to uh, move here. We all talked about moving here in December of 2017. And then uh, we arrived in Denmark to our house in uh, May of 2018. So almost two years now that I've been here.
0: And that's a pretty unexpected uh change of scenery in your life, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Uh <laughs> I've lived in the US my whole life before now and you know, having this big change. I've travel I traveled to Europe a lot. So, i would seen places like Denmark and Northern Europe, but getting to live here was a lot different. I I used to travel a lot and then um we we came to Denmark a few years before, but I mean, I never thought I would be Living here, and it was just such a big change to like go from being in regular American school and living a normal life to moving halfway across the world where I don't know anybody, I don't speak the language or anything. So it was definitely like a big change in my life.
0: And you just mentioned um, the the a problem linked with uh, the languages. How do you how do you learn that that?
1: Uh well, when I first came here, I knew absolutely nothing, and then uh, I started in uh, what we call here like an M class, where it's for kids who don't speak the language, and they learn, um, they learn Danish with the other kids. But I was one of the oldest ones in the class. Everyone else was about ten years old, and um, I spent about uh, about a year in that class, and then I went over to. The normal Danish class. So now um, I'm in ninth grade and all of my classes are in Danish and all my assignments are in Danish. And sometimes I still have to use Google Translate or help from friends, but I think I've improved a lot since I first got here.
0: That's crazy because they have a, a special alphabet.
1: Yeah, they do. I was, I still don't really know how to pronounce it very well, <laughs> but going from the like, American alphabet to like this one where there's like new letters and everything. It was so confusing to learn it all.
0: Not only there are new l- uh, letters, but there are also accents everywhere, you know? And it, uh, uh <laughs> everywhere.
1: Yeah, I... when I speak Danish, I have a lot of people tell me that I sound like a German person trying to speak Danish with a Swedish accent, but I'll take that. <laughs> it's better than having an American accent while speaking Danish.
0: And I I checked uh, Chicago's population uh, statistics and the city uh, is losing uh, residents every year. So the curve is flat and slightly decreasing. So you are part of it.
1: Yeah, part of uh, moving out of Chicago. I was just going to say that Denmark is a really, really small country. So I think it was really interesting going from, you know, the giant city of Chicago, where there's people everywhere to like Denmark, where there's not that many.
0: And... Is there a large uh, American community in Copenhagen?
1: Uh, there are a lot of uh, American expats here, and I'm part of a Facebook group with all of them, and we just talk about food and stuff. And it's really nice to like have other Americans to talk about where we can buy our old favorites, old favorite foods that they don't have here. But um, I've never. I've never, like, met any other Americans in school or anything. And everyone's always really shocked when I tell them that I'm from the U.S.
0: Because as an American, before, I guess, that you used to to um, uh, proudly raise the American flag uh, in front of your house.
1: <laughs> yeah, and now we have a little Danish flag in our backyard.
0: <laughs> it was uh, in front, now it's in the back. yeah. You said to me that you are thinking of giving up your American citizenship that famous green card.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, I think I I just really really like it here and I think this is such a great place to be. There's I mean the schools are the schools are free and the healthcare is free and I think it's just such a great place to be and I really like it here and I just hope I'm able to I'm able to stay here because that would be so great. Since I came here when I was 14, I will have spent a really long time here by the time I am eligible to get one. So by the time I am, most of my life will be here in Denmark rather than back in the U.S.
0: And is it a a symbolic action because because you can keep your uh, both nationalities?
1: Yes, you can have dual citizenship here, um, but I think it would just make things a little more confusing because... um, I would have to pay taxes in both countries and there are just a lot of things that go with it. And I've gotten um some criticism for saying that I want to give it up. Um but I just think it's I just thinking about like some of my um you know, other people who came from Europe, that came to America for a new life for their family, I'm doing the same thing. I think that Denmark is a really great place for me, so
0: and I think that's uh, the pattern of uh, consumption are one of the biggest difference that you see in your daily life.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's very different here. And the, the culture is also very different because, um, one of the things that I had to really get used to with the culture is like, um, there's no real drinking age here. It's only for like <laughs> buying alcohol. And that was a lot different than in the US where it's like, seen as really really bad to drink alcohol when you're a teenager so when i came here and it was like oh yeah it's okay i was like it was kind of hard to get used to
0: and maya how do you perceive uh, the idea of time the time that is passing because um you are going to start high school when you will be uh, 18 years old
1: yes uh i really you know i really don't mind it it was I think it's just part of the, you know, culture. I'm really excited to go to high school, even though I'll be a bit older, but I think that's, I think most people are about that age here in Denmark because like in the US high school, you start when you're like f- about 15. And then here, you know, most people start 17, 18. And I think it's because um it's not like really high school. It's more like a prep for university. So it is a lot different, but I don't really mind starting a lot older.
0: And in in addition to that, there is a lot of gap years. So at the end, um, everybody is taking their time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'm in ninth grade now. And at the end of this year, I know a lot of people who are going to uh, take a gap year and just take that year to work. And I know a lot of people who are um, going off to boarding school and I'm doing the same thing. Um, And a lot of people actually don't continue their school after ninth grade um, because um, the high school here is a prep for college, and some people don't need that. Compared to American school, I think it's really interesting, the connection that the teachers have with the students, because in the U.S., um, students have to call teachers by their last names, say Mrs., you know, (laughs) whatever. But here, they call them by their first names. So I think that just kind of... Just from the start, brings us a lot closer and like, kind of makes us sees us more as friends and more of a connection.
0: And I think that you also embody the idea of globalization.
1: But I think you know, going like going around and traveling, like I think it gives me a lot of um, experience and experiencing other countries and getting to like live in another country is. You know give me lots of experience and yeah and I think it's really nice to be you know living somewhere else and getting all these new adventures and everything
0: and it's crazy because in Chicago alone uh, where you stood uh, the COVID-19 epidemic virus is uh, sign- significant you know there was like yeah. 19,000 confirmed case
1: yeah I think it's because Chicago's a really, um, there's a lot of people and here there's, you know, five, five million about, but I have a lot of friends back home who haven't been outside in like a month and they can't go to school and they only go outside to go to Mm -hmm. the grocery store or to walk their pets. But here in Denmark, we're already starting to open things up. Uh, Schools for fifth graders and below are open and hair salons and some other smaller business offices are already open. So I think you can kind of see how the government is taking a stand here to fight against it compared to Chicago. But there's also way more people there, so it makes it really hard.
0: And so Maya, you also uh, went went back in Chicago to, to see your friends, for example.
1: Yeah, yeah. Last summer, uh, I went back to see my friends and I saw my other family members, too, because I hadn't seen them in a while. But it was really crazy to be back. And it wasn't really like it didn't feel weird or didn't feel like I was on vacation. It just felt like normal again. (laughs) I mean, not that this isn't normal, but it felt like, you know, yeah, this is where this is my hometown I was just saying it was so nice to be back home and see all the places that I'd been like thinking about while I was over in Europe and getting to eat all the foods <laughs> that I'd been missing.
0: And how does your, um, your friends in American friends perceive your move and this change?
1: I think they were pretty, they were pretty shocked. And when I first told them they were, you know, they really didn't want me to go and, when they my parents first told me, I had a really, like, excited attitude about it, and they were just... I think they felt a little bad about it, but uh, I think now, since I've been gone for so long, I think, you know, FaceTiming and texting and not being able to see them, it just kind of feels like the new normal, I guess. But we talk, like, uh, we talk almost every single day, and we FaceTime probably every other day, and they still miss me and everything, but just... We're all changing and it's pretty crazy to like see them talk about their lives and talk about high school when I'm not there.
0: In this type of uh, big move in the life, um, the the siblings and the family are very important. What role did your mother uh, play?
1: Uh, well, when we first got here, we got here because of my dad's job. And uh, so my mom didn't have a job and so she would stay home and she would make me little snacks and drive me to school and we would hang out after school when I got out and that was a really big help because when I first got here I didn't know anybody and I didn't have any friends so it was really nice to get out and be social and do things.
0: I mentioned her because uh, she created a blog cause, uh, called uh, Faking It in Denmark.
1: She did, yes. <laughs> when we first got here she started uh, blogging about... uh living here and talking to all her friends about the process of moving and coming to another country and how things were so different. I loved reading it whenever she would come out with one. And it's really nice to read it now and look back at when we were moving and how crazy everything was.
0: And do you plan to participate in that project?
1: Well, I've thought about writing writing my own blog a little bit and I know she does talk about me on her blog sometimes but I've thought about writing my own and writing the process of you know moving here and being so young being the age that I am like young enough to you know miss home and be going to school but old enough to understand that this is my new life and everything and I think it's would be an interesting perspective to write about
0: because i i've watched uh, the two videos that uh, are uh, uploaded on the youtube channel faking it in, in Denmark. there is um, a forest part uh, uh visits
1: yeah yeah uh, there's this forest uh near our house that my it's right by this the oldest amusement park in the world called bakken and there's a forest there and uh, my family loves to go there, and when we had dogs when we first came, we would take them there and walk around, and there's all kinds of deer there, which is super cool, something we never would have been able to experience in the U.S. I think it's so crazy, like, walking around places like that here and thinking about how old the history is, because, I mean, American history is, you know, pretty good. We've been around for a while, but Danish history, they've been here for a really long time, so it's so crazy to live, like, a five-minute drive from, like, a castle, the oldest amusement park in the world. It's so crazy.
0: <laughs> and does Denmark has a link with Vikings?
1: Yeah, I think uh, this is where the Vikings came from, in the Scandinavian area. So there's also a lot of Viking history, not too far from our house, maybe about an hour or two hours away. There's a Viking museum where you can see, like, a Viking ship that they put back together, which is also super crazy.
0: That's great. And there she also published a video uh, where um, she uh, showed uh, the food she bought in Madrid, Spain.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we travel a lot, and my mom is obsessed with Spanish ham. So she loves looking for it whenever she's there and looking at all the food they have. <laughs> I think Spain's probably my family's favorite vacation spot.
0: Oh, really? Why? I
1: think uh, we've been... We've been there a lot of times, and I think it's just we have friends there, so it's really nice visiting them. And I've we've been back a few times, and they just feel like family. Like they knew me when my mom was pregnant and then when I was a baby and when I was, you know, 11, and it's nice having something that feels like family there. And the architecture is so beautiful. They always love going to this one big church that they've been working on for years, so they love going back and looking at it every time it's, you know, something new has been added. So I think that's one of their favorite places to go. I've been so lucky that my parents love traveling and they've taken me everywhere. I've been I've been to every corner of the world it feels like. And I'm just so lucky and I'm so glad that I've gotten to see all these different experiences because I think traveling, you know, traveling to somewhere like Africa or Asia is much different than, you know, seeing a picture in a book or seeing a picture of all these, you know, famous monuments like seeing it in real life is much different and it makes you feel like you know not so small not the world's not so small like i can see it right there
0: and so the next step uh, maya is uh, uh antarctic arctic
1: <laughs> yeah i haven't been there yet but i think that's on our list one day <laughs> I th- it would be really neat to be there but i also haven't been to australia that's another continent i haven't been to
0: and if you had to choose between the North Pole and the South Pole?
1: <laughs> you know, I think the... <laughs> I mean, anywhere Arctic, that seems pretty neat to me. I'd love to go.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah, I i mean, I i love traveling, so I'll go anywhere I can.
0: <laughs> you mean everywhere there is life, there is uh, Maya yeah. Young?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> she is hidden, but she's always there. Ha, ha, ha.